0: Well, it had been a while, so it's time to check in for the first time in a long time before summer becomes fall. It's almost July, which means it's almost August, which means it's almost September and then October, and then it's almost <laughs> November for basketball games when you feel like the last season just ended a few moments ago. This is a brand new edition of the Keith Ergo Show at Inside Look at Fordham Men's Basketball with their head coach, Keith Ergo. Coach, it's been way too long, man. How are you?
1: I'm good, man. I'm good. I was just explaining to Andrew how I uh... I'm a little nervous tonight. I'm about to do something I haven't done in a very long time, but I felt like I had to be active, and um, you know, we'll, we'll see what kind of hospital hospital bill we 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 charge ourselves tomorrow. But I'm about to play the men's lacrosse league, so that's how long it's been since you and I have spoken. But every day, just like usual, is always a great day to be a Ram.
0: Yeah. So I've been uh, neck deep in travel and uh, district baseball with my nine-year-old, and I've been helping out coaching. And I haven't hurt myself yet, but I ran over a kid in a base running drill. So I've had some <laughs> embarrassing moments as well the last couple of I don't
1: weeks. know if that's embarrassing or quite hilarious. I wish we had video of that. We should cue and head right to that. We got to get a yeah. blooper of that. I'm sure your wife or someone has it. That's it was, classic. Uh,
0: it was borderline assault. We tumbled. <laughs> I think I protected him as we rolled over. But uh, I think he learned his <laughs> lesson. The next time he tagged the kid, he drilled him at home plate. So I think in the end, I did my job.
1: Yeah, yeah, depending on how other parents feel, but that's fantastic. <laughs> oh, that's funny.
0: Uh, let's thank the Knicks here for a second, giving us something else to talk about today. I'm sure yeah, everybody by yeah. now Khalid Moore going summer league with the Knicks in Vegas. Um, just from a personal standpoint, how happy, how proud are you guys for him?
1: Could not be more proud of a kid who you know you have a lot of kids who work their butts off, and we and we fortunately. I've had uh, several of them in the last couple of years, but, you know, Khalid Moore came in with the mindset. He was as professional as any player I've ever been around. I mean, his routine last year was flawless. I mean, he was so mature. He knew exactly what he was was setting out to do, and he achieved it. And I've heard from a number of teams, both overseas and, and NBA teams, his workouts have been tremendous. To get that call last night was a thrill for his family. And you know what it did? It validated the move to Fordham, you know, which he got criticized for. It it validated uh, his decision, his loyalty. And obviously he put up numbers this year that, you know, helped us win a lot of games. Um, But it's more about the type of character. I think in today's NBA – He's the quintessential man. He's 6'7, six, 6'8, six, long range. He could do so many things with the ball. And then he could guard multiple positions. He shoots the ball as well as he did that last five to seven games. Well, now you got a serious player on your hands. So I'll be rooting for him every step of the way.
0: Yeah, there were a lot of reasons why people wanted you guys to play more games at the end of the year. He might have been number one. He was so yeah. good for you guys down the stretch. And it seemed like he had more room even
1: to go better than that. No doubt. I mean, he did. And he was, he was playing his best basketball at the end of the year. I personally believe that he was, you know, arguably second best player in that Atlantic 10 tournament. His numbers proved it. He was an all tournament selection. Kamara was electric, obviously yeah. against us. I can't get, you got to give him that. Um, But, but Khalid was right there. There was nobody that stepped on that, that, that floor at the Barclays that was playing at a higher level in the Atlantic 10 than he was.
0: Obviously, winning games, postseason appearances, that's the key for the program. But what does something like this do as well as you're selling Fordham to kids now that he's getting this chance off of playing for you last year?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's huge for the program. It it really is. I mean, when you talk about recruiting, specifically in today's world with the transfer portal, look, we have a lot of um, evidence, so to speak, uh, to show regarding our development. You know, guys like um, Darius Quisenberry, guys like uh, obviously Khalid and, and many others, um, their development from wherever they were to their numbers, whether or not it's shooting percentages, defensive possessions, whatever it is, um, it, it's great for us to be able to show some proof to the pudding and guys start to see, look, you can make it if you come to Fordham. Not only that, the Atlantic 10 speaks to it itself. So it's a major, major plus for our program. And not only it, it speaks volumes to the guys that we have in our locker room right now, they're looking at what they believe. Some of them, a lot of them, were his teammates. Like, look, if, if he he set the tone, his work ethic, his routine, they saw it each and every day. If they maybe if they work as hard right now and don't wait until you're a fifth year senior, if you develop that routine of greatness as we call it, you know, you have your social, your academic, and your athletic life kind of in order and structured the way he did you might have just the same amount of success. So it, it does so many different things currently, future-wise, and obviously I'm um, just really proud of the man he's become and the player he's becoming.
0: So the other news uh, as we were coming on the air is the A-10 released uh, your schedule, your opponents, not the actual schedule, but who you're going to play, where you're going to play them inside the Atlantic 10 this year. Um, I think it's the the home and home series are almost, I think the same teams as last year, the other than that jumped yeah. out to me is no trip to VCU, which I guess is always nice. Anything else that stands out for you guys?
1: No, you know what? I I think um I think it's it's exciting for us. Um, you just never know what's going to happen nowadays. I think the Atlantic Ten is going to be really good this year. I think some teams have gotten a lot better, um, at the top and certainly at the middle and the bottom. So I, I you don't really know kind of what you're gonna uh, what you're gonna have uh, nowadays. I mean, we have more. Uh, of an opportunity to kind of understand our roster than a lot of other um, programs like BCU, obviously with the new coach, but they have a couple of transfers in UMass, Rhode Island, just completely new rosters. St. Bonaventure looks really good. St. Joe's looks really good, but you know, you never really know until the fall. So um, I I can't really speak to who I think is going to surprise us. Uh, I don't think we're going to surprise anybody anymore. That's, That's unfortunate because I think teams and, And uh, and fans will be prepared for us a little bit more than they were last year. But I think it's just so exciting either way.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you about that because you coaches uh, have a number of tricks to turn the page from one season to the next. What have you got? What have you done to kind of say, okay, guys, that was last year. None of that counts anymore, but also to carry over all the good stuff from last year into this new season.
1: Well, it's easy to carry the good stuff over, obviously, because, you know, you got some upperclassmen and a guy, you know, guys like Will Richardson and, and Antrell and Kyle and Abdu. They played a lot of minutes for us. And so practices are kind of routine now. Everybody knows the drills. Everybody knows the intensity. So it's it's uh, it's really good for the for the, the transfers and, and Jamir Tripp, who's a new guy. And, you know, to kind of see from older guys have an example of what it takes each and every day, even in the summer, in the weight room, our maturity is, is through the roof. But, you know, so I I think they got a taste of winning at a very high level. They know what's necessary to, to do, you know, we're not satisfied. I know a lot of Fordham folks are, and, and they think it was a surprise, but these guys are hungry. They don't like the fact that we didn't win on Saturday at the Barclays. They don't like that. They don't like the fact that we were tied for second. Um, so I think the mindset going into the summer was it's got to be better than last. Um, so I, 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 you know, and we talk openly about every team and we did it last year too. And we'll do it. We've already done it in the first summer session. You know, you'll never have this group again. We talked a lot about it last year. We'll never have that group again. This is a totally group of, of guys. And um, I think with good leadership and older, mature uh, returners, it's kind of just the locker room kind of I, I think is in a great place at the moment they understand what what each and every year is different and what what it uh what's at stake
0: so here we are again final days of June almost July the portal never stops um is is yeah. your roster set are you done or are you guys still do you have room to add something here before your season begins
1: we are done we took uh, uh our last Commitment from a 611 transfer last night. It's not official just quite yet. So, um, based off of rules, I'm not going to use the name, but we're very excited about adding our final piece, our final roster spot. Brings great depth to the front court position, a fantastic motor, um, and the way that we play. He's perfect for our style. Extremely excited um, to have him commit on his official visit not only because now we don't have to worry about official visits for a little while, but uh, because it was, it was something that uh, we know is very necessary to have depth at the front court position, but more importantly, the right fit. We got a tremendous young man, both in the classroom and on the court. And we're very excited because, you know, we think he's the perfect fit for our roster at the moment. And um, so that that's really important for us, not just talent wise, but obviously personality and character wise. So I wanted to
0: go through the new guys just for a second, a thought or two on each one of them. And you just mentioned official visits. I happened to be on yeah. campus when you guys had Josh Rivera and yeah. it was obvious how badly you guys wanted him the way you yeah. had that whole thing set up. So let's begin with Josh and what he brings to the table yeah. for the program.
1: What a ridiculous talent. I mean, I know we're nervous about, you know, replacing Khalid Moore and you never really replace. Guys like that. There's so many other intangibles other than just the court that they that they uh that they give you. But Josh is just a tremendous young man. I mean, he's got a very similar work ethic. He eats, sleeps, and breathes the game of basketball, uh, almost to the point where we got to tell him to relax a little bit, uh, which is something you'd rather have that than than to ramp it up. But uh a freak athlete, a bully, what a body he has on him at the age and, and as a sophomore. Um, so I think he can do a little bit of, of everything. He's powerful to switch on a five and he's a mismatch on the perimeter. If any front court players switch on him, he can put it on the floor both ways, finish with both hands around the rim. And he's a freak athlete. You know, if the one knock was on him at all, it's consistent from the perimeter, but he proved that towards the back end of the, the, um, the Patriot league season last year. So um pretty excited about his addition. Just uh, I think he's going to play, a uh, high level of basketball and be a huge piece to our puzzle this year.
0: And what about Jaffa?
1: Jaffa is um, electric. I don't know if anybody remembers a guy by the name of Tim Frazier that I coached at Penn State who ended sure. up having a first team all Big Ten, led the Big Ten in scoring, I believe, at least one year. I think it might have even been two. Two star out of Texas. Nobody really knew about him. Long, lengthy, freak athletically, played seven years in the league. This kid is very similar to that. Un-46 vertical, came in and-, and beat out Will Richardson by one inch on his vertical leap. Arguably going to be the fastest player in the Atlantic 10 with the ball in his hands. Uh, he's more of a pure point guard. I almost want him to score a little bit more, but he- he's got a great jump shot. He's got to be a little bit more confident in it, but he is always ahead of the game and making everybody around him better, so I'm really excited. It's going to be tough for people to stay in front of him one-on-one.
0: And then the true freshman, Jamir,
1: Man total package and play one through five, very bright, high IQ, great physicality. He's a monster. needs to get in a lot better shape, which is typical for freshmen needs to learn how to play high level defense, but his IQ is through the roof. His ability to play on the perimeter is fantastic. Um, I think he's going to be one of the most versatile players that Ford have seen in a long time. How about
0: Jamison O'Toole? I think, you know, Fordham fans to yeah. know the last name coach college basketball fans will know the last name coach's son. Obviously that brings a lot to the table, doesn't it?
1: Oh, man. He came in ready to go physically. He understands the work ethic. He's got a great mentor in Albie Evans and Brian Nesbaum and Wayne Franklin ahead of him. But uh, he's been fantastic already. He has what it takes. He understands kind of the, the lunch pail mentality coming from Coach O'Toole, 2 who I played with or played for in college and who Ty Goody on our staff played for in college. Um, he, he already knows the role. And we have a saying, everybody's status is the same. Your roles are different. Uh all the roles are just as important as anybody else's. He gets that already and he's been tremendous.
0: Uh, what about the holdovers? You've mentioned Will more than once. What's um, you know, what's a fair expectation for Will Richardson in year two?
1: All conference player. Uh, we believe, and his teammates more than he does, believe that he was not only the rookie of the year but certainly, or, or not only all rookie team, but rookie of the year. Look at his numbers, 43% from three, let all freshman and three-point scoring, uh, third in the, in the entire Atlantic 10 Conference. We were 13-3 with him in the the, the starting lineup. I mean, w- w- he feels extremely disrespected, but I will tell you this, mo- his teammates feel like he was m- m- disrespected more than he does. Um, his, he's very similar to Darius Quisenberry and Khalid Moore, hardest-working dude in the locker room. His confidence is through the roof right now. We expect him to be an all-league player for us, without a doubt.
0: Uh, how about the old guys? How are Antrell and Kyle kind of handling being the lead dogs, so to speak?
1: Tremendous up to this point. They've taken it upon themselves. They understand this is their last year. You know, the light bulb, uh, it's it's kind of – uh, it's, it's lit for them. They've been um, very active – uh vocally with our with our young guys holding them accountable and that's always something that's in question when you lose two big time leaders um like a darius like a khalid can these guys step up and they've done a tremendous job in the first summer one um so i can't be more grateful and, and excited about them um their work ethic speaks for themselves how hard they play their buy-in to um our standard of excellence is always as high as anybody's on the court. And, and it's kind of permeating through our locker room.
0: Um, I should ask you two here. What what are you guys allowed to do at this point in the calendar? What's your yeah. regular day like for the guys?
1: Well, we, we were allowed to, you know, first summer session was more individual skill work. You know, you're allowed up to four hours per week. Um, you know, five days of strength and conditioning up to like seven or eight or something like that. So um, we did two individuals with groups of two, you know, uh, each week and one team workout. Now, summer two starts next week. We'll do more, um, two team workouts per week and in one individual for, uh, for development. Um, so summer two is really where we ramp it up a little bit. We get to uh, at least two practices per week for about an hour, um, hour 15 as a team. So, uh, really important to build concepts and continue to build on and create our, uh, our, our culture. So now have
0: you gotten the family vacation in already, or is that still to come this summer? How does that work? No,
1: we'll, we'll do that at the end of the summer too. Um, you know, unfortunately, you get a little time in May, about 10 days. And um, our guys are still in school, and my kids are all playing sports. And, you know, so the weekends are eating up until, like, middle of July. And then, you know, we still have recruiting for AAU and high schools and things like that. So, um, you know, we're really not free until that second week of August. So we got something planned. We're excited about it.
0: Um, let's go back to schedules for a second. We talked already about what your a10 opponent lineup looks like. What can you tell us about non-conference play other than the trip we're going on to the islands in November?
1: Yeah, that'll be a fantastic trip. Some some great some great teams. Hopefully, we have the opportunity to advance, and and so does Florida Gulf Coast. I love the opportunity to coach against my mentor Patrick Chambers, who's on the other side of the bracket at Florida Gulf Coast. But um, you know, we got a, a couple of dates at the Barclays. We're really excited about you know, we got Tulane coming into town. We've got um, obviously the big one at at Madison Square Garden against St. John's. Uh, But we're very excited about our non-conference. And I think our fans will be as well.
0: last conversation we had, I think you were mad at us for walking you into breaking down, you know, strength of schedule and respecting the A-10 and whatnot. Do you you think you've kind of addressed the computer concerns the computers will will like you guys better through non conference play than the last year.
1: I can't predict it. Unfortunately, <laughs> I wish I could. I mean, I you know I I I I wish I could, quite honestly, but you know, I guess there's bigger names all on the schedule for this year. Um teams that were playing at higher nets last year, like for instance North Texas, top 75 or top 50. Well, you know, won the NIT, we played them at the Barclays, but that was last year. So we have no idea what they're going to look like come fall, uh, you know, they're predictions by folks. So, you know, we did the best we could to schedule teams, but you're going off what they were last year and what they have returning. You have no idea when you do schedule them, if someone's going to end up leaving before the transfer portal's done or leaving in June, like just happened with a few teams. So we can't predict it, but we've done the best job we could both within the Atlantic 10 to kind of put ourselves in position to To have a shot, but again, no matter what, you got to go out, you got to compete, you got to win games, and that's just the bottom line. So hopefully, you know, we do our best. I know our guys are going to give every ounce of effort they have, and if we have some wins, we'll see where we land.
0: Yeah, and what's your responsibility um, to represent or sell the A10 between now and the start of the? Like, what do you what do you need to do? What have you been asked to do? If you can share to go out there and kind of you know, change some minds because the the conference seems to have lost a little luster in some people's eyes.
1: Yeah, you know what? We talked about scheduling at our AD and coaches meetings uh, at length. And, you know, for us, all we can do is schedule the teams we can. And, you know, people don't quite understand how hard it is to schedule. There aren't a whole lot of power fives that want to play Atlantic 10 teams, period. It's not easy to do so. Um, so we've got to do the best job we can to, to win games and hold down our fortress, so, so to speak and, and play our part within the Atlantic 10, you know, and, and obviously get out more and pump the league as much as possible. We got to get out on social media, we got to get out on, um, you know, and do as many interviews as possible. You know, pump other coaches, punch up, pump other teams. I mean, I, I know for a fact St. Joe's and St. Bonaventure, even VCU, um, Dayton, like all of these teams, St. Louis, everybody has tremendous returners. We know UMass and Rhode Island have gotten increasingly better with their transfers. Man, I could go down the line. GW has arguably the most talented player in, in, in the Atlantic 10 and one of the best scorers in the country. So, I mean, you could go up and down the league. Um, I think everybody has a shot to beat anyone they play uh, no matter when they play them. So um, hopefully we can do our part. When it's been a game, Ken, the non-conference and, you know, the goal is to always get over, you know, X a a certain percentage to, to apparently have us be more quad one or quad two wins when we play each other, you know, but again, uh, we don't even know what that means. (laughs)
0: Uh, This is not a trap question. It's an honest question. I think there is an actual conversation to be had here um, as you're, you know, again, mostly the way through an off season of another transfer portal break. You know what, Are there things that you see as valid tweaks, changing a rule, adding something that could help smooth out this process? Because it's a lot of kids, it's a lot of change. And as a planner myself, you guys have a really tough time figuring out what like next year is going to look like because this yeah. year can change at any moment. What What would make a little more sense in your mind?
1: just the calendar, just, just, just kind of identify the counters to spread out. There's not enough time to spend with our own players to have official visits the, the, the you know, and, and to get out and recruit the high school events, the AAU events. And by the way, we also have our own families and our own marriages. We need to tend to, it's impossible to do all of the things that we are scheduled to do because the calendar is not, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So I know a lot of us say 10 coaches were hoping that that the calendar specifically could be kind of condensed and make more sense, put some things in, in more um, an organized fashion um, so we could enjoy our own lives a little bit and spend more time around our team. But the calendar is absolutely something um, that we're all looking forward to hopefully being revised to make things a little bit more simple um, and consistent. So
0: more organization, better logistics, and maybe also two more like just dead time where you guys can
1: focus on other things than recruiting. One hundred percent. Yeah, and just you know, um, uh, not quite sure that you could have the transfer portal go until the eleventh, and then it's dead it on the eighteenth, right? So, mm-hmm. kids go in the portal. Multiple portal. Multiple kids could go the portal on the eleventh. and Then you only got a week to bring in kids, and then you know you're trying to spend the whole uh, June if you got to fill your roster, you know. And then you got to get out, and you got to do the high school events in late June, or else you feel like you're missing out on something. And then you got Fourth of July, and you got your own team on on campus, and then all of a sudden you've got AAU tournaments three weekends, and or two weekends in a row, and the NCAA event. So there, there's just no time to breathe whatsoever. Um, And and it's just really difficult at this point in time with the way they've scheduled the calendar to kind of have any, you know, um, any downtime whatsoever. Uh, uh, So that's, that's one of the biggest issues that we have.
0: All right. On a much lighter note, one of our last topics in our last conversation um, and now we are a couple of days away from the official Fordham Nike partnership uh being released what's the uh what's the uniform update for you guys
1: well that'll be released on uh july 1st we're very excited okay. about that we'll have our own little little uh little video um you know coming out as well for men's basketball i can't tell you how exciting it is for the institution the athletic department how exciting it is for our, our basketball and our student athletes and men's and women you know i know the football is everybody's excited um, you know, the student athletes are more excited than anybody. And, um, you know, so it's it's going to be a, a great opportunity for us to to uh, to get out and brand, the, you know, the, the Nike logo. And I think Nike's excited uh, about the energy and, and uh, the momentum that Fordham Athletics has. And it's a great testament to Ed Cole and his commitment to what he's trying to do, trying to do, a, you know, a lot of different things at Fordham, be unique and change – um, change things for the better and continue the momentum of doing what's best for the student athlete.
0: Now, what about you guys on the bench? I feel like you went back and forth between the suits and the casual. Will you have a, the same kind of switching?
1: Or you'll we're going to do the, You know, as I, in honor of my father uh, being a Fordham alum and Fordham Law alum, I, I've said all along we're going to do, you know, suits at home games. And when we travel, we'll do a little bit more casual. So um, that's kind of what, what worked for us last year. Um, and we're going to stick with that th- this coming year as well.
0: All right, coach. It's always great to chat with you. I'll let you go because I think you're going to do a little more stretching before lacrosse yeah. tonight. I want to <laughs> keep you safe.
1: Yeah, or or just you know start popping some sort of. I, I my wife gave me the CBD roll on that my hamstring. I, I really feel old. It's amazing.
0: <laughs> uh, I that's my uh, is problem error the right way. I mean, like it's. I was not as athletic as you, but I also you know I played high school baseball. I wasn't useless growing up. But you think <laughs> my hamstrings are 80 years old no matter what oh, I do God. stretch before stretch after the next day I'm useless
1: oh dude it, it doesn't matter I, I blow a calf I dislocated my shoulder I, my wrist and my hamstrings it's just really my head what's between my ears you know <laughs> so uh you know I'm coming to the realization of making fun of all my older brothers for so long about turning this wage and complaining about this I'm right there with them
0: All right, Coach, you're the best. Good luck tonight. Stay safe, and uh, we'll
1: see you again soon. Have a great night, man. Thank you guys so much.